Hello and welcome to another new game plus. This is round two of Itchmas. Um, so hopefully you tuned in with us last year. But once again, we've got our what was that? What, what's Rick's just laughing at me? What's going on I'm here? I'm laughing at you. Hey, this speaks to my brain. My head just went ha, tuned in. It's the second year we've done it. Oh dear God! Well, you know who our guest is. You stopped, and I had no choice. I was going to let it roll. We're here now. I'm kind of glad we're here. Well, as you can tell, our guest this time around is Dune once again to talk with us all about the lovely Itchmas games. Last year we had you do this. Do you mind telling us what is Itchmas, Dune? What is this thing? Not at all. And I I guess my bribes must be working because I think this is like the third time I've been on the pod, so I I feel. You know, I feel quite lucky to be among among those. Um, what is Itchmas? Well, this is a community event that we do on how long to be the website, community, and the Discord. And the idea is just to play on the, the famous Christmas song, the 12 Days of Christmas, you know, the partridge in a pear tree and all that stuff. Um, instead of that, we play free, typically short games on uh, itch.io all together, and we nominate a bunch and we vote on them to see which ones actually will get played. Um, the top 12 games are what we are supposed to play, but we tend to have some ties. So we end up playing more and, um, and we reveal the winners one day at a time, kind of like, kind of like an advent calendar, I guess, just to add some of the suspense. And so it's just so much fun to wait for the reveal of the, of the day's new game and then play together and then see everybody, you know, making their thoughts. Um, so it's just a kind of fun special event that we like to do uh, around Christmas time. Nice. Yeah, somehow, we were talking about this before, it ended up being exactly 15 games, like last year was 15 games. So we're an indecisive group, but that's just because there's so many good games for us to try. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm sticking to the 12 in the name because that's just, it's just got to stay. What it actually ends up being in practice, you know, that's fine, but it, it's not going to change to the 15 games of Itchimus because sure enough, then it's going to be 16 or 14 <laughs> or 23. Draw the line or some, it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> fixed at 12. Also, 12 this, plus this is the most this is a totally off tangent but this is the most canadian thing right now so i'm being double bombarded as we just started recording with some motherfucker vacuuming in my hallway and a snowblower going on outside god damn it <laughs> but neither of them stopped to apologize before they like got a guy no but if i walked out they would say sorry <laughs> i promise <laughs> they'd be like oh i'm sorry we'll change that that's just how they roll <laughs> um <laughs> Canadianness about that, just the fact that it's snowblower and yeah. no related stuff. Okay. The other part. So what's the story with your? What about the Christmas tree still up in the background? Is that a Canadian thing too, or is that just an Alex thing? That's more just me <laughs> being like, you know what? January here is so depressed. It's so depressing here because it's just so snowy and there's nothing to look forward to. So my partner and I were like, we're not taking that goddamn tree down, not for a while. It's staying up until like it is just absolutely inappropriate, which. I don't know, end of January, maybe we'll see. <laughs> so you hadn't been looking forward to recording this particular podcast with friend of the show. Seriously. That's that why I have the tree. Wow. Seriously. Because <laughs> this is a Christmas thing. <laughs> Shut up, that's what you I know meant. What? Actually, this is, this is an <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what this All was. Right. No one else could say otherwise. Uh, that being it's said. It's like that thing where you like, 
have an argument and you remember the perfect retort just a little bit too late. Yeah, God damn it. I was so close. <laughs> well, why don't we move on then to the first game in the list, and that was Dead Estate Classic, which I think we started off pretty strong. Um, like, I mean, I think it has a Steam release that cleaned up some stuff within it, but it's like this isometric um, roguelike game where you're, although I did have a complaint about this game that I talked about on the pod, but a roguelike isometric perspective where you're just kind of going around shooting enemies, trying to get to the, the final boss. Um, I, I think there was three levels in this one. I decently enjoyed it, but I did retire this one. For a reason I'll talk about Wait, in a second. Wait, was, was this the one that you said, like, there were, like, flying enemies and you didn't know, like, where the fuck they were because it was on the asymmetric plane? Yes, that is a... You, bingo. I got softlocked because you couldn't hit them. I had to restart a couple times because of that. Oh. Yeah, in level two, there was there was three full levels, and they were kind of randomly generated roguelike style. Mm-hmm. And then there was a fourth level that was just a final boss, yeah. and they didn't take too long to get through um, once you got the hang of it. But yeah, there was this enemy that would get stuck on the ceiling that you couldn't, you literally could not, you know, hit to to kill and progress. And then I got crashed out of the game a couple times. And I know some others had some technical issues. So for me, it was fun, good art, good music. The gameplay was nice, but just some of the rough around the edges-ness of it dropped its score a bit. But I still had it in my top three because it was good gameplay and good execution for the most part. Um, better than some of the other stuff that we had later. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the tricky thing with this one in particular is that there is a Steam release that is overwhelmingly positively rated. And it's hard to sink too much time into it, knowing there's a far better version available. And and that's where I landed ultimately on this one. I played a couple of runs briefly. I didn't dislike what I played. But I was like, I'd, I'd rather play the full release, uh, which I didn't end up picking up, but I certainly intend to. Um, so I didn't play a lot. I have to say that the problem I did find is that in the Steam, in, not in the Steam, the itch version at least, uh, the UI is not, laid out all that well so i found there were instances with because of the isometric viewpoint there wasn't transparency in the top right corner so i did find some things blocked from my vision um playing there when you look at screenshots on the steam page it looks like they've actually tidied that up entirely um and spread it out such that it's better laid out um but that's the problem i remember having there it definitely strong and you can see sort of in the production values um that there was a bit more about this one again than than some of the games that came later yeah like it's one of the few that felt like i'm like oh this feels more like i'm playing a demo than just like an itch you know like because i I feel like there are a couple categories with itch games there's like oh yeah this is like a experiment a game jam kind of game or just something from someone who's kind of fiddling around on their own time and it's like fun but kind of there and then this one you're like oh yeah this is like this is a game right (laughs) or you're like Mm. this is and again i think that's also why i I just kind of stopped playing after I hit that kind of annoying enemy because I was also like, well, I enjoy this. And like knowing that, like you said, Rick, that there's a Steam release, it's like, well, I'll just go play it there later, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, I disagree with that, at least for my own self, because, well, first off, you got to go buy that release and this is free, which the money isn't a huge factor, but it is a separate thing. <clears throat> and then... You know, that, that main release, the Steam release in this case, is not part of Itchmas. I'm I'm right here participating in Itchmas right now. It's the game of the day, you know, it's maybe 30 minutes to an hour. Why not just play it through? That was just my 
That's just my opinion, man. Yeah, I just, that fucking flying enemies, it pissed me off so much. I was like, no, no, <laughs> it's just like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like, I think it's because I have like PTSD from some old isometric games I used to play that I, like, I can't remember what it was called, but there was like another one that I remember. Or maybe it's just me thinking about Zelda when they had the fucking bats in 3D. So much, uh, but anyway, yeah. that's my own well, issue. I was still happy that this was kind of like a, a, a prototype or something that got another release on on Steam because uh, we didn't mention this yet on the recording, but we did a a new sort of game within the game this year for Itchmas called Itchmas Bingo, oh, yeah. where uh, we picked some different funny kind of tongue in cheek, um, you know, stuff to put in your bingo card, and one of mine was. You know, it's got some kind of release coming out on Steam or another store, which there were several games like that. So I was happy to see this one. I love that. I, I wish I got in on it, but I, I noticed a little too late. Like once they had started releasing, I was like, oh, shit. Um, but I do like that bingo idea. Yeah. I feel like everyone's bingo cards filled up so fast. People have a good read on what Itch is all about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the fact that there were something like 30 games in the nomination pool um because the idea was you had to create your card you know before the nominations were um all voted on so you didn't know what was what games were going to be selected of course but there was quite a few trends that you could find and i mean there's a lot of game boy games game boy influenced games out there you know there's a lot of vns and there's a lot of um there's a lot of more experimental stuff a lot of pixel arts like you can kind of see you can see the trends when you look at the at the list, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can definitely see those trends. Um, well, why don't we uh, pop along then so we don't um, overdo forever? Dead yeah. State. Yeah. <laughs> but let's go to one that I actually really, really liked. And this almost made it onto my uh, top three, uh, which is Hot Pop Panic. Um, Paolo, why don't you take this one away? Because I think you, you played this one, right? <laughs> Yeah, this is one of the few that I played, and uh, in this game you have to you you are invited uh, by a friend to a dinner place where you pretty much can eat like anything all, all you want hot pot, and you have to uh, cook your food, eat the food, and listen to your friend, and you have to listen to your friend uh, in a way that they're like they feel listened to and. They don't discover that you're just here for the food. And you also have kind of a time limit because if you run out of all the conversation prompts before you're, you, you eat all the food or you're full, well, then your friend is going to notice, hey, I see, I see why you're here, so uh, I'm going home. So you have to look down to, to your food so it doesn't burn. You have to look up to your friends so uh, you can uh, answer correctly to their prompts. And you have to keep the conversation going as you eat. That's pretty much it. It's such a silly game. Like, to me, it's such peak itch. Like, it was just... I also think I might have been a little partial to it because I love... Like, I, I feel like I've been in this exact situation. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How about serious Yeah. I mean, Peekitch is a good descriptor for sure. The problem is that the game's great, but then it asks you to play the same thing two more times before it says, like, yeah, cool, you're done now. With yeah. basically yeah. no change. change at all. I mean, the color of the background changed. Um, but, like, the clothes of the friend that across the table from you 
didn't change and they even joke about it. It's like, how hard would it have been to just palette swap the, <laughs> the clothes or something, you know? But the difficulty didn't seem to increase at all. It was just kind of different. There's some different flavor text. And that was about it. Oh, yeah. No that's, pun intended. That's literally all there. <laughs> Should have been pun intended. That's a good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's. there's really not a lot to this game. Like, it's not... It's like also kind of a... Anyway, yeah. It's an interactive. <laughs> it's fine, TM, in many, many ways. Like, it's inoffensive, and there is something interesting to it. There's just not a lot to it. Yeah. No. And once you have kind of figure it out, I, mean, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of figured out my quote-unquote strat pretty quickly, which was just, like, fill up the bowl as fast as you can, just click, 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 click. And there, yep. was, no, there was no penalty to, um, you know, overfilling the pot. Like, it just stopped you from putting anything else in. And there was no penalty to just clicking like mad um, yeah. until something was done. Because it was, like, this binary state of it's either cooked or not, and when it's cooked, you can get it out and eat it. So spamming clicking was a viable strategy. Oh, yeah. Um, so if they had tweaked that a little bit and made it some penalty, like, you know, you, uh, the other person gets upset if you pull the food out before it's ready or something, or if you try to jam the pot too full, then it would have been a little bit more challenging, I think, and perhaps a bit more fun, but maybe that wasn't the intent. I don't know. Yeah. The other trick they missed, I think, was just in the way that the, the text is organized. So the idea is that you're supposed to read the bit of text that has the story so that you can click the appropriate response when it comes up. Um, that text is all in one box, which, by the way, because this game, for me at least, wouldn't full screen, if you click off, it, it pauses, and you can just read that text at your own leisure. Oh, really? So, <laughs> I mean, I But number two, um, I think it would be much more interesting if that flavor text, rather than being one big chunk of the pertinent information um, framed by like a broad opener and then a so anyway like after it while it's waiting to queue up you to to respond i think if they'd split that down so you could miss portions of the conversation and have to try and piece it together from the bits that you did catch i think that would have made it um more interesting didn't they do that yeah. i thought there was a couple that they did do that with at least i found there's no. a few no, it seemed to me that it you was only had to catch one bit. There was only one oh, little bit of, yeah. Of, yeah, of text you had to catch that was relevant to your answer, and there and was the always one answer. That was, yeah. yeah, the other bits yeah. were just kind of whatever. Yeah, they're there just are the things that right. I noticed that you could see like the top of the pot without missing the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so there was, there was a little sweet spot of where to look that could kind yeah. of bridge the gap. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we're a bunch so of gamers. I never got my. Yeah, I did the same thing. I realized pretty quickly on that I could like just do half and half, and then I like didn't have any issues at all. <laughs> it's just like oh, I love that we've all in various ways just broken this game. Yeah. Yep. Devs over there crying. It was just about having a nice hot pot. <laughs> you know? Well, that's what <laughs> I mean. That's the thing. I think it really was like I can't remember if this was a game jam game or not, but I think it was literally just like oh, this is just gonna be a fun little thing about hot pot. You know, <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, it's a game. So like once you put it out, you know, you, these are these are things that you consider when you're playing um, and whatever. It was free. So I'm not playing that hard. <laughs> yeah. hey, speaking of things being broken, um, I feel like my brain is broken trying to vocalize the title of this next game. Nice oh, segue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -mm. It's like a, a box with a line vertically through the middle. There's probably a term for what this is. 
Yeah, it's some kind of it. Unicode character or some kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a it's not alphanumeric. So exactly. you'll have to just look you'll have to look and see what we're talking about. But yeah, two rectangles arranged next to each other. Yeah, yeah two rectangles is the best thing I can come up with for this. <laughs> it was, was really a good though. Cool platformer. Yeah. Yeah, among my favorites of of the Itchmas. Um nice and tight. Lots of little ideas to tweak it through. So the, the whole concept is that um you have a vertical line and, and this is why they've picked this symbol for the game. A vertical line through the, the, the game space. And at any time you can pause the action, move that line either side, and that will affect uh, what blocks are visible, um, and at, at one point towards the end of the game, gravity. Um, and the puzzles are designed around you needing to sort of precision platform and also manipulate this aspect of the game space. Um, the controls were a bit floaty. There were a couple of times where I had to sort of double take things that it felt like that wasn't me. That was just my character being on ice skates a little bit. Um, not in a way it detracted from the experience. The levels are all tiny anyway. So you, even if you fall right back to the beginning sort of thing, you've not got far to go. Um, yeah, it, did what it set out to do. Visuals are all good and clean. Uh, never felt particularly stuck. Always felt like it was the right balance of working out how to do what I could see the game was asking me to do. Um, yeah, what, what did you guys think about this one? Really didn't like this yeah, game. Dug it. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I'm going to say your piece will say my contrasting one. Yeah. So, okay. Fundamentally, I think what you've said, Rick, is like, yeah, I, I think. Like, I don't really disagree with much of that. It's just that... Um, but you're going to tear it to pieces, yeah. Well, no, I think <laughs> I think the concept of this game is fundamentally unfun for me um, Ooh, and when it comes to ouch. platformers. Because, so, okay, let, 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 let's think about this for a second. So, the enjoyment for me personally with platformers, and I know we can argue like puzzle platformer uh, essentially within this, but most of the enjoyment is like the, the making of those... Um, of the platforming, right? The jumping around, the getting to where you need to go. And like the puzzling aspect is like figuring out how you're going to get there. The thing that I really, really, really didn't like about this um, is the fact that your character is not precise at all. And so you're doing a puzzle platformer where you're meant to pause and then be able to precisely, after you unpause, move your character onto something that you need to. My character would fly past. Like it was really hard to tell like, okay, where's the soft? Like what, how much do I need to press? Because you've stopped the character in motion. And so the question becomes, now, is my character still, the input that I hit when I jumped, is my character going to, when I unpause this, immediately launch out, or are they just going to drop? And I think they just dropped. I can't remember exactly from, from the area or if they continued their arc a moment. Either way. You generally have some momentum. You have a bit, yeah. And then, so you have to hold again. So I'm wondering how much do I hold or not? I really didn't like it. I found it to be incredibly imprecise. I found it to be just kind of, ultimately boring in the end because i was like all right all of these all of the puzzles are move this little thingy back and forth make some precise jumps ultimately there's not a lot more to it right it's move the thing make a precise jump but oh by the way you know that thing you do in platformers where you jump and you get into the flow of jumping around how about we pause you every couple seconds i really 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 don't vibe with that now listen i can see how someone can vibe with this because you might that might really click with you it's just personally it i i like fucking hated it i was like no and i i noped out after about like i probably got more than halfway through and i was just like this is not fun this is like this is like a chore this turned platforming into a chore and i'm not a fan <laughs> anyway that's my hot take on it but i get why you guys enjoyed it because i could see how it could 
uh, connect with someone. And the irony is you probably stopped right before the most interesting part of the game, which is the last four puzzles where That's bullshit, the gravity though. moves with that line. Oh, no, I got to the gravity yeah. changing stuff. Um, oh, in well, which man, case you were like 90% right there. <laughs> yeah, I just, I didn't like it. I was like, I'm done. It's not a long game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not very long. So in the interest of Itchmas, I just tried to stick with it. Um, but yeah, not a fan, not a fan. See, for me, the um, I agree with you that the the platforming was a bit imprecise, and sometimes you could kind of be on the edge of a you know of a platform and start to slip, or it just, it just didn't feel super tight. Um, but the the whole concept of manipulating yourself around the line, and uh, and when I say the line, I mean the dividing line that basically changes the state of the of the game space on each side. Like to me, that just felt so cool because most of the time you have to stay close to the line and while you manipulate the line you're you're basically suspended in air time kind of freezes while you manipulate the line so it just feels kind of powerful to be able to you know with without thinking too hard about it when you get into the flow you jump you move the line across so you're on the other side now then you land and jump again and move it back over and you, you just kind of start to see um I don't know. It's it's just kind of starts to make sense, and it feels good once you master that that concept. Which for me took a few levels. Like I was super stumped at first until I realized how you could kind of all put the pieces together. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was we we had the same we observed the same things, but just reacted to them differently, which is interesting. You know, it's cool. Yeah, it's one of those games that I think is honestly like fairly polarizing um because like you said i think it, it's a strong concept and i just think when you have such a strong concept there's just a really good chance of it not sitting right with some people you know what i mean and i was one of those people <laughs> in my case yeah, i like it but not to the point that maybe rick and june liked it because i also was kind of like bothered by how slippery my character feet were like and there were like a couple of puzzles where I had to try like endlessly try time and time again because I just couldn't figure out like how where did the momentum of my character took me next so one thing that I I was kind of reminded of uh, what lies in the multiverse in the sense of you have two scenarios and you have to uh, pretty much remember like where you have to land. But in the case of what lies in the multiverse, the thing that made more fun in my eyes was the not pausing. Exactly. And it, it's a, it's the instantaneous approach, right? Yeah. Because that, that wouldn't work on a dividing line because you've got to place the line somewhere. And I think that's yeah, my point is that I don't think the dividing line, line is interesting. <laughs> but I think it scratches the same itch. That's the thing. Like, I definitely felt like there were some peak platforming moments in multiverse. And there are some other platformers that take a similar concept. And I felt that same rush when you stick the landing and you've moved the things around and it all feels right as you go through. It sounds like it never felt right for you. And I get that. Um, the, the momentum, like, I think we've all recognized that the controls could have been tighter. But... Uh, yeah, and the other thing is that when I was trying to platform, uh, I either accidentally pressed the bar, the the space bar, uh, trying to jump or something, or like having to uh, pause, move the line, and pause, 
uh, with the character, kind of like uh, made my friend go turn into a pile of mesh at some points. <laughs> yeah, this game short circuits your brain for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Almost would, you know what? But then again, I don't know. Could this work in a larger format? I don't know if it could. But it, part of me was like, it, it might even benefit from like uh, a game that was just a bit bigger with more testing in it and like ramping you up to the more complexity. Because you could probably get pretty complex with this. Um, yeah. Or even wrap some story or something around it. Like give it give it some structure, give it a little bit of uh, time to breathe. You know, because it's just like puzzle after puzzle after puzzle after puzzle, which is, I mean, it's fine. And I was just checking their page. This was a game jam game made in 72 hours. So yeah, you got to respect yeah. the polish for the, the short dev time, of course. Oh, for sure. um, but like, yeah, you think about something like Celeste that, that has some brutal platforming sequences, but also breaks up and has some nice story and, and has pacing. This, due to the small scale, doesn't really have any pacing except for the, the difficulty of the levels. Um, so yeah, it, it, I think it really could work as a as a bigger concept. Hmm. Yeah, yeah definitely in the context of the time it had it succeeds. I didn't realize it was that quick a turnaround for it. Yeah, really fast. Nice. Well, why don't we continue on with a game that I really liked? Uh, we become what we behold. Uh, mm. <laughs> I didn't play this one only because. We already played it, or I already played it when we did the extravaganza um, earlier last year. You did, um, yeah. I did. I, I, there's another one that's coming up later that was exactly the same, but I, this remains among my favourites of the one in this year's Itchmas lineup. I think this is a phenomenal game. Yes. Um, I think the commentary is really biting and really cutting and really relevant. Uh, I love the way that the game tells its story. Uh, I like that it is really concise and precise with the way that it does that um the game just really really worked for me on every level um and it's laugh out loud funny at the same time as as having a real message to get across yeah and yeah it's got some definitely some some goofiness like the art style reminds me of um like stick figure games from the early flash days of the internet. Cyanide and Happiness, you know? if it was black and white. Yeah, it's like Cyanide and Happiness yeah. arts also like, um, there was a game I used to love called Madness, Madness Interactive. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It was a flash game. But uh, it definitely has some of that quirky, super, super simple silliness about it. But then again, the, the biting message, which um, is about just kind of the sens sensationalization. Did I get that right? Yeah. Of yeah. news. Sensationalism, uh, maybe, but I we we know what you mean. I yeah. I'm not sure which one's the right one, but yeah. Yeah. That that concept of just about how how news gets manipulated into showing us, you know, extreme things, violent things, stuff that that sells ad time and that makes people tune in, which leads to more behaviors of those kind of things and how it can reach some crazy extreme. Um, so yeah, it, it it was biting. It made me feel dirty. You know, because it was so true, and it's it's a it's not a very pleasant truth. I didn't enjoy it. Let's say spending the time with it because of that, but I still respect it for doing what it set out to do very well. Hmm. Yeah, I have to say that I played this game last year, and it has still the same problem for some reason. That when I installed the game and played it, the text was just different, so I didn't get like any of the 
um, of whatever the the screen news said, or like any of the humor that you guys are talking about. So for me, you're talking about a completely different game. Um, another thing is I think I stopped locking myself out of the game somehow because I spent like I'm gonna say 10 minutes on the screen just didn't nothing new seemed to happen and I do remember that last time I played the game there was something happening like after the last event that happened in this time around and that event need never came to pass so I tried to play it again because I wanted like to see if um I could like play it as intended but I couldn't even play it as last year so that was kind of sad it's really is weird. it a download one I, I thought it was an online one I don't know again it's a while since I've played this one it's either or you could do a browser or you can download yeah I downloaded it and it was fine but that's oh, weird that sucks that's annoying yeah yeah. I mean, yeah, like I, I really experience some are super polished and bug free and others are not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is itch in a nutshell. I mean, I, um, I just thought it was really fun. Like, it's just such a, um, it's, it's fairly silly. Like, to be honest, like as biting as it is, I think in this day and age, it's maybe not quite as biting as it maybe could have been. like you're kind of like yeah <laughs> um at least that's how i felt a little bit but i still really liked it and i thought the like kind of like the commentary as you're going along I'm like that doesn't sound like i almost wish that there was more of a like emphasis on like you're like running a, a news thing or something just to like because it anyway it was great I, it's fun it's a fun game to just pop in for like what was it like 20 minutes or so it, it's really not yeah maybe less um yeah not even yeah so like i i do highly recommend people check it out because it's just maybe just play the browser then because if probably like you mentioned if you if there's issues with the download maybe just try playing it online um i tried and i couldn't like for some reason my bro, my desktop is yeah my desktop <laughs> doesn't want to play the itaio games on browser but it is just this one the other ones uh that i played on browser like the sealer richards ones play just fine hmm this sounds like a mystery yes, that I have no answer to. <laughs> My computer just doesn't want to want me to play the game. That's the thing. The but if it works on your system, I think we're, we're pretty unanimous that you should check it out. Yes, exactly. Yep. <laughs> a funny argument. If it works for you, play it. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, nice. Well, why don't we keep, let, let's keep swimming along here to uh, a game that actually, so you guys played the last one a year ago. Um, and I played this one a year ago. Um, this is the year after. So we're talking about this. Damn, that was a segue. We're talking about this game the year after I played it. <laughs> and the year after Itchmas, technically. Exactly. Um, so this is a little Game Boy game um, that I think is really lovely. It's essentially like... Well, no, okay. If you're listening to this, we're in spoiler town here. Because this is what Itchmas... <laughs> this is what this is all about, right? Um... Have you not played it? I have to to no, know it. Oh god, you guys! It, yeah, you guys it, gotta play the damn games before. <laughs> it, it, this is the first of three games I haven't played on this list. Yeah. All three of them for the exact same reason. I told you guys all this before we got on the recording. I have a flashcard on my Game Boy Advance that plays Game Boy games. I thought, oh, that would be a much better way to play them. Put them on the flashcard. Never touched them, and here we are. 
Shame. <laughs> I, I am committed. I will get round to playing. Oh, that's on you, my friend. It's yeah. on me. It is on me. And it will be on a regular episode in the future when I do get around to them. But well, uh, for today's conversation, I, I unfortunately can't. Close your ears for a second, because I'm going to talk about why I like this game. <laughs> yeah, give me a nod okay. I'm good to go. All right. Yeah. Um, so essentially, you're playing as death, as far as I remember. Um, and you're kind of going through um, this, like, it's more of like, a, it's like a Game Boy walking sim, kind of. Um, and yeah, I just really, really, really loved it. I thought the concept and the conceit was really nice. It's like actually fairly like deep and meaningful story to it. Um, so yeah, anyway. Ooh. I'm gonna tell them to put you, their uh, uh, put their headphones back on now. <laughs> um, I don't know. What did you think, dude? I actually didn't play it. It's one of the few that I didn't play either because um, I had technical issues. So I was trying to oh. play it at night on my gaming laptop, and the game would just kind of hang on the loading, like very initial loading screen. I tried downloading. I tried playing oh. browser. I tried something else too, and. Um, just couldn't get it to run, and then it, it it did run on my desktop PC the next day. But I was just doing other stuff, and I never, I just never got back around to it. So, but hearing you say, so I heard the spoiler that you, I'm not going to say the spoiler again, but I heard it, and that's very interesting because I like games that use that as a central theme. Um, so I may have to revisit it based on that. Yeah, and to be honest, I might have forgotten, but I know it's something along those lines. Like it's definitely. No, I, yeah, no, I'm remembering it right. That is what happens. Yeah, it's super. <laughs> I trust you. Yeah, I, I have to because I was like, oh, it was a year ago, I guess. But um, I just, I don't know. I think it's really nice. It's so if you don't like Game Boy games, this is one of those games where I don't think it matters because it's really not leaning into the fact that it's a Game Boy game so much. It's just kind of using the aesthetic of the Game Boy to do what I would consider to be a fairly modern genre, um, and I think that's what gives it a lot of strength. Because look. Game Boy games for me, I fucking, I am down, you know, like, I know a lot of people who don't like them, you know, the, the, I don't know, the ancient controls, the, the lack of, you know, quality features can really bug a lot of people. And I think very reasonably so. Um, I, I, I definitely don't begrudge anyone for not enjoying Game Boy games, but for me, it's just the perfect right mix of like minimalist um, design and uh, this one in particular, I think, just really hits it out of the park. I guess I'm the only this one, one at least is like a Game Boy Color game, you know, so yes. it does have color. That's that's kind of where my line gets drawn. If it's just like, you know, original Game Boy, monochrome, greenish, that's that's kind of my threshold. But it's because I, I wanted to play this, um, although I did play the 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 game in the list that was like monochrome old school Game Boy style we can talk about later. But yeah. um I have a feeling I yeah. might be the only one who really liked that one. But uh <laughs> uh I'm prepared to, to be um for the dislike on that one. But I uh, yeah, this one is very Game Boy colory and it, it it leans into all of that good shit. Um so yeah, okay. I was the only one who played it. So let's move along <laughs> um to uh oh, can you say it, Paula? What's the next game? Uh, Cisal, I guess. Cisal, yeah. Cisal. 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 I liked. I, I like this one Cisau. a lot. Me too. Hey, um, did you guys play the seven-level version on itch, or did you go to the guy's website and play the ten-level version? I went to the guy's website. Cool. I just did the itch version. 
so there's, there's a link on the itch page he's like oh come to my website i've got three more levels on there and i actually think the last couple of levels were probably the best couple of levels um but i mean even you know even the seven that they are i honestly thought it was gonna be a fair bit longer when i played it i was like oh each you know one of the 10 worlds has got like sub levels yeah. but no it's just 10 levels but it is a nice short little um it's like a really trimmed down version of um oh it was a game on ds called chronos twin um that's a i tried cut. it briefly <laughs> it is a deep cut but you know the one i mean right where it's the blue guys and each screen is one of the characters i'm pretty sure they remade a version of it for like more modern platforms not not ps5 obviously but like in between then and now um but it's that kind of concept you've got uh, one character and their reflection and they they're playing above and below the water and they've got to both be standing on the flag at the end um it's a nice little puzzle platformer i think if it was longer i'm not sure i would have stuck with it to be fair um not to say that it was bad just not always my vibe but it was it was good um nothing too complicated uh controls were probably a lot smoother than some of the other games on the list it felt very responsive um nice sort of tropical uh visuals which again you know jumped out versus a lot of the other stuff that we were playing on this year's itchmas um yeah, fun game overall, I think. It felt very distinct. Like, I think that was the thing I liked about it. And I, I would say I, I bought this concept a little bit more than two rectangles. Because um, <laughs> uh, really, they're the, they're the two big platformers this uh, this year, I think. Yeah, I don't think there's any other platformers, is there? Um, no, okay. So there's technically yeah, more. You yeah. Black Castle. And, yeah. yeah. Um, well, anyway, it, it's the one that I think, like, in terms of the platformers, is probably the one that I, I think would maybe have the widest appeal. Um, because, again, I just thought that the concept was very clever. And it did take me, like, there was a few levels where I was like, oh, shit, wait, what do I have to do here? Um, but not in, like, a frustrating way, just in, like, a, oh, that's an interesting twist um, that I really liked. Like, that, to me, was just really fun to be, like, having to sit there and just really think deeply about, like, how do I make these moves work? um so yeah i i really really dug this one i thought it was really cool mm. i'll i'll kind of counter a little bit and i mean i didn't dislike it but i thought it was kind of average my my complaints with it were the um the assets you know the actual character sprite it wasn't it wasn't pixel art style it was you know clean vector style um and all the assets for background stuff it just it just looked a little bit like it came from an asset store and wasn't, That's fair. you know, wasn't homemade. And I just I much prefer the, um, you know, very dark gem tone, uh, pixel art aesthetic of two rectangles compared to this tropical, you know, vector art, um, almost flash game looking visuals of, uh, of Seesaw. But I did think the gameplay was nice. Uh, I agree with both of you that it was, did not stay its welcome and had some good challenge. There was definitely some times where it took me quite a few tries to get through a level and you could um, get to a fail state. I mean, you would immediately restart the level, but you could drop off the, the platforms, you know, and have to retry. Um, so there, there was some parts that, you know, worked the old noodle a little bit. Um, but I just felt like the the aesthetics and the polish. I, I noticed some slipperiness to the platforming, especially around the edges of platforms, kind of like two rectangles too, uh, turned me off a bit. Actually, now that you mentioned that, that is that did just kind of unlock a memory in my head. Yeah, pushing the blocks off of stuff 
it's like they just flew very randomly. Like it was so hard to figure out where they were going to land. Um, yeah, it's fair. That was weird. I, yeah, that part was weird. Now that I think about it, I was like, yeah, that is a little weird. Um, but yeah, I hadn't thought about the asset store thing that much. But now that you mentioned it, yeah, you're right. <laughs> there is there is a fair bit of that in it too. <laughs> I mean, not everyone is an artist. You know, if you're just a programmer and you've got a game concept, yeah. asset store is fair game for sure. And I mean, but just as a as a player i much prefer the the hand-drawn pixel art and that's just a preference totally recognize that yeah absolutely um paola i don't think you touched this one did you no i i think i downloaded it but i didn't get to play it because of time that's fair i only got to play for time or for games on my lunch break so <laughs> you're yeah you're I'm just working as the creation today yeah um, well, let's talk Angerfoot. Dude, this game's dope. <laughs> this is like a full goddamn game. <laughs> and I think it's re- it's releasing this year, isn't it? I was like a full yes. release. Well, there's an they're expanding it quite a bit too. Fuck yeah. It's a couple of guys. And you know what? I didn't realize this. This was one of my nominations. Woohoo! Or my nomination that won. Um, but it's a lot of the same devs. I'm gonna have to look up the name unless one of you guys have it handy. But um, they made Genital Jousting, which is quite an interesting and cool game. And they made another game that's escaping me. I'm going to look it up um, while yeah. you guys talk. But but it's it's a it's a couple of guys from a you know studio that's put out some some stuff, some proper some releases bangers. that are paid. Nice. Uh, Dude, yeah, that are... these guys made Brofors. Oh, they the Brofors. Sorry, what was uh, that? Uh, is it the, the, the free oh, life it is. Yeah, it, it is, is free life. That's it, yeah. So Broforce, big game. General Jousting, not quite as big, but still, you know, had some impact. And um and Angerfoot. So they they kind of have a knack for um games with really unique style, whether it's um like extreme pixel art, eighties, nineties action movie hero, <laughs> Grove Force, <laughs> or General Jousting. The name tells you most of what you need to know yeah. there. And uh Angerfoot, I mean, the the gameplay is like a pretty fast-paced first-person shooter where you're constantly kicking you're kicking doors down you're kicking enemies um and then you can take their guns and you can shoot too so there's some gunplay you can throw the guns so it's like this constant just running kicking shooting throwing you know kicking yeah. some more kicking i mean it's and, 3D um, hotline miami right like that's like the yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much is you got to really be careful around corners because you can't take too many hits um yeah, and, and then I mean you got to talk about the music because yeah. it's just this really high BPM um, hardcore electronic going in the background, and it ramps up as you are fighting, and it kind of slows down if you if you stop fighting for a little while, and you just get in this zone where I would just be nodding my head, you know, to the rhythm, and just it just really evoked a lot of fun. It was a very fun, silly kind of game that was high intensity. Hell yeah. Two things have just popped from my head. First, there's a very macho through line to anger, bros, genitals. Hey, oh, yeah. There, I'm there's sure something that's going on at that studio. But also, <laughs> that has answered the question that popped into my head when they announced that Bro Force was getting another big update, which was how on earth are these guys still funding the studio? I didn't know that Anger Foot and Genital Jousting were them as well. I thought they were just the Bro Force guys. So that's interesting completely separately to this. I liked this a lot. I have my reservations about it as a full game. Um, 
So uh, to be totally clear, like I played the Steam demo of this last Next Fest uh, rather than the Itch version, but I've played a version of it. Um, I like it a lot. I like the concept. I like the idea of Hotline Memory in 3D space. What I think is a mild concern that there's a beautiful fluidity to Hotline Miami and its sequel, um, which I will go to bat for, for the rest of my days. It's just as good, if not better than the original. Um, the issue with 3d is you don't have the same foresight to make that kind of precision count. And to be fair, if memory serves anger foot, isn't as brutal. It's not like a one hit kill. You have like, you can tank a few hits out before you'll, bite the bullet um, you've got um, a couple of hits you can take yeah but but it still feels very cagey in a way that hotline miami didn't maybe that's you know i didn't give it enough time maybe on the full release it will be more um accommodating for like flow state game play and um stringing things together in the way that hotline miami at its brutal best does um I am worried that it might fall a bit flat come release time. But again, it, you know, it's a dev with good pedigree and the demo was really, really good. Um, the fundamentals are all there potentially. So it'll be an interesting one to see. I think it's this year it's due out. It's, uh, it can't be too far off now. I think someone has it yeah. on the Fantasy Critic League. So it's, it's coming out this year, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely had issues. Oh, sorry, Alex. Do you mind if I do my little, another no, quick no, little spiel? So the game, it really wants you to be aggressive and get into that flow state and just be constantly, you know, cruising your way and kicking through the levels. Um, mm. But it actually de-incentivizes you to do that with some of the level design because you'll run up into a room, kick the door down, and it's just this huge room with, you know, 10 enemies that all just start wailing on you. So a lot mm. of times the most tactical thing to do is just use doors as choke points, wait for the guys to come to you and just sit there and kick them. And it's like kind of not as fun. Right. Um, yeah. The AI later was so stupid. <laughs> well, the initial ones, like the, the first crocodile guys, they'll just kind of run through and try to hit you with the, with the stick or whatever they got. And the, the next guys with the pistols will just kind of run and, until they see you. But there are some later enemies like there's the guys with the riot shields. I think it's ducks with riot shields that are immune to kicks and they stay put where they are. So you have to go to them. No, wait, they're immune to bullets. You have to kick them. So you have to get up in their face. The game does play with, with its own kind of AI limitations. And I actually, I got really frustrated towards the end of the demo and retired it. Cause I was like, all right, I've had my fun. I've had enough. I'm not going to force myself to try to beat it. Cause I was kind of getting tired of, of it during that session. But definitely i think had some thought that had to be to be put into it more to take it to a next level of actually making it rewarding and fun and successful to play the way it seemed to make you want to play you know what i mean mm, i do see it it got it got to me like i definitely was frustrated but it was like the kind of frustration that ghosts and goblins makes me feel which is where i'm like i'm gonna fucking beat you game <laughs> which i think again kind of like what we talked about with the two rectangles one. I do think this is a game that could be very, very, very polarizing. Like you said, like really, unless it hits, it hits an itch for you. Um, I can see people bouncing off it really, really quickly because you're totally right. Like I definitely got frustrated too near the end with some of the levels. Cause you had to like, like it's one of those games that it wants you to essentially memorize its layout. 
right? And like memorize how everything works so that you come in and you get like a basically a flawless run, right? Like that's kind of what it's going for. And the thing is, I don't think it's really in it in the state that it's in on itch. I don't think it really earns that. Um, like I did it because I knew it wasn't super, super long and it's like, whatever. But I think if this game is to like really level up uh, on its full release, they're going to have to do something that makes it feel more rewarding to play through because you also have to restart from the beginning of the level every time you die, which fucking sucks sometimes because you get pretty goddamn far in and you're like, are you for real? Like, actually, this is an issue I'm having with the game I'm playing right now. Uh, Nobody Saves the World, which it does a similar thing in its dungeons. And dude, there's nothing more demoralizing than like losing just all this progress in something and being like, oh, great. Now I just have to go through all that again. Um, so, yeah. Oh, you're giving me Wargroove flashbacks. We're <laughs> losing like a two-hour-long slow-paced tactical battle. Oh. But yeah, I mean, here <laughs> here the levels are like, I mean, the, the minimum times are in the sub-minute range because you get some in-game achievements for doing that enough. But like, you can reasonably beat most in a handful of minutes. So it's not like as crushing as, you know, you've lost an hour of progress or something, but it definitely still hurts. Um, and then all the freaking enemies are like taunting you and dancing over you, like basically teabagging you as you're, as you're dead. Yeah, so. they fucking, oh God, they go at you, man. They make you feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny the first couple of times, but yeah. not as much later. Then you're like, I swear to God, I will bury you and your family. <laughs> you're like, yeah. I will, which maybe that's what they want you to feel as you play the game. I will kill you all. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, speaking well, of that, the anger, part of that, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There it is. <laughs> Their names are spot on. I mean, you are angry and you are doing a lot with your foot. Yeah. Your foot is angry. And uh, that kick is pretty satisfying. It is very satisfying. They nailed the whole kick thing. Well, going from anger to depression, let's talk about Mary's room. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. It's uh it's fucking it's dear Esther, it's fucking It's a feel bad gone game. Gone home. It's a feel bad game. Yeah. It's a find out why you're a piece of shit game. That's what it is, basically. <laughs> you're totally muted, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was saying it's a convoluted feel bad game. Yeah, it's like, hard there to understand are a lot what's of going jumps on. in that story. Um, with that, that seemed like a weak link to me too. If we're being generous, probably one of the most polished games of the collection. Like, yeah, it was nicely put together. It just falls apart on the story. The story's not very good. Story is borderline incomprehensible. I barely understand. Especially, you're piecing it together from bits and pieces, and you're not. I mean. It's an explore the room game, right? Like the games you were listing at the beginning. And Rick, you're right. It's it's very pretty. It's full 3D. It's got some nice post-processing effects. Um, it looks, you know, very polished. But you have to progress by clicking on a bunch of different items in this girl's room, which then unlock L- um, entries in a journal. And then you got to find some clues in the journal, and then that lets you get to the end state of the game. But but by that nature, and there's no guidance as to, you know, go around the room in this direction or go around the room in the other direction. And then you've missed something that you can click on, and then that opens something up in the journal at a whole different time. So it's just super scattered. And, um, and then really 90% of the important part of the story comes in a big info dump at the end. Yes. So the satisfying stuff isn't really during your actual gameplay, which made it kind of a tough sell. And I have to say, I actually don't mind 
like obviously you've said you would prefer some guidance potentially as to going around the room and exploring stuff and putting it into the journal. I actually think from a gameplay perspective, and this is a, a, a side I don't particularly fall on. Normally I find this kind of game quite um, rote and basic. I actually liked the concept that, um, you know, mild spoiler, you're this character sort of coming back to a situation, you know, however many years after the fact um, and reminiscing and through that reminiscence, that's putting the journal together. I liked that a lot. The problem is that is asking you to poke and prod at a story that cannot stand up to the slightest poking or prodding because there are so many contrivances, so many gaps, so many conveniences. It just doesn't work. I think that story might, you might kind of get away with it if it was a linear. And there's the um, issue, right? The post directed experience. But if, if you want to set up that kind of, self-led narrative which again i like the system i like the setup you've got to have a story that can match it and this game just doesn't and you need to have a story that could that like benefits from the non-linear non-linear approach right this is a story that because they cannot control how you receive the information ends up being kind of confusing until you get and that's why i think they need the info dump at the because they're like yeah that's fair yeah they're like well no one's gonna really know what's going on like i mean you kind of do you're like okay i got a slight understanding but i still don't know who i am and then once i i still i think i just tuned out i kind of forgot who i was at the end but uh i was like okay whatever um so yeah i uh i don't know i like i don't think it's a bad game per se i just think it's a misguided game like like you said had the narrative been a bit different and also like the journal doesn't really make that much sense so you find memories and magic things appear. That's fine. But like, what are you going for in this game, right? Like, are you going for, like, for instance, in a game like Gone Home, part of the strength to it is that it's an internally consistent game. And what you're finding um, isn't necessarily unlocking magical pages. It's just like, oh, you're learning more about the mystery as you go along. So like, I think that was part of it that I'm like a little unsure of. Like, it's it's just, it's a tough premise to, from the get-go, right? Um, so I don't know. I, I bounced off a little bit, but again, I, I, this isn't a bad game per se. It's just a game that I feel like it's, it's flaws are very evident, you know? Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's, it's nicely done and, and well-polished in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, if you look too closely behind the curtain, it'll start to unravel a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, kudos to it probably being the most technologically sound of the games to play probably though like i never had any issues with it at all it seemed like it was well made at the very least um, which is not a small feat that's for sure no <laughs> absolutely not um any other thoughts did you play this one paladin no this is one of the ones no i didn't i didn't play the next one but i do have something to say about it based on the stability long title okay yeah well let's get to uh to the next one here. Paolo, why don't you read that title for us then? Yeah, take us on in. <laughs> so the name of the game is I accidentally insulted a witch, a witch and now all my clothes are sentient and they hate me. And do not tell me that isn't the title of a Japanese light novel, light novel because in Japan they do have light novels and their names are all stupidly long. Okay, not all of them. But for, for example, we have Konosuba, God's blessing on this wonderful uh, world. And then we have 
a sentence of a bookworm, I'll stop at nothing to become a librarian. And then we have the biggest offender of Amal. I reincarnated into Otome game as a villainess with my with only destruction flags. Don't tell me I accidentally insulted a witch and now all my clothes are sentient and they hate me. Isn't a Japanese lie? No, 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 it, it is. You're totally right. And I've got two more to throw into the ring. Um, first one is, and I only know this exists because there's a game coming out for it at some point. Um, is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? Um, yeah, I, know I that knew one. it was going to be a vaguely <laughs> sexual game when you said, I only yeah, know about then, this. Oh. Because... <laughs> no <laughs> shame. It's all good. I'm just I thought, asking. I just know, thought I'm that just... was funny. Yeah. <laughs> the classic lead in. I only know about this, guys, because I was doing research on this other thing. <laughs> <laughs> a friend told me about yeah, it. I would never play it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, and, oh, what was the other one? Um, Therapy's kind of fun, though. There's I reincarnated oh, into like, a slime or something like there's that like, was the one yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think I've I've read one of those mangas I think it, there was like a big manga dump a long time ago in Humble and I think I got that one it seemed funny um, but I might have been too Japanese for me <laughs> it's like I don't really understand all this very well uh, <laughs> there's definitely a threshold yeah mm-hmm. this game I retired like almost immediately it was very fast um, I just didn't. Ironically, because it was so slow in my case, I don't know if it's the same for you. Yeah. But like, I was doing my first little battle against my first item of clothing, and it was just like, okay, I'm just mashing spacebar, mashing something. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. this painfully slow text of this conversation, and it lost me pretty fast. Oh, yeah. And the shame is, the writing is really, really good. Or at least what I saw of the writing was really, really good. Like, the intro. I was going to say, like, maybe. <laughs> the intro is the titular witch, and she's like, oh, what's your name? Just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> and there's a few more lines like that as you go through that are really really um witty and well done and engaging but I, and you know it's a stylistic choice i think because it's trying to ape the feel of like the original game boy pokemon games yeah. and you know similar handheld rpgs from that era but it's just so damn laborious to actually try and pick through and it is a little bit um reassuring i have to say to hear that both of you noped out for a very similar reason in a very similarly short amount of time um at least it's not just me well it's also like when you start it up it wears its conceit on its face right like the title tells mm. you exactly what you're going to get so when you start and you're like this isn't much fun it's not going to get better you know what i mean <laughs> like like i wasn't like oh maybe it's going to change I'm like no this is the fucking game the title says what the game is <laughs> This is what the game oh, is. So that's a back of the box quote if ever I've heard one. This isn't much fun. It's not going to get better. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I mean, for me, I was I just really was feeling more like gameplay heavy games, um, yeah. and that's just kind of been my preference lately in general. So the the idea of just mashing space and watching text and uh, it just wasn't wasn't what I was in the mood for anyway. You know, and that probably leads us perfectly into the next game on the list, which I'm certain is the one that you were alluding to earlier, Dean. Um, am I right in guessing that? Oh, fuck this fucking game. Do you want to know my I mean, biggest... It... Go on. My biggest motherfucking pet peeve in any game... And this I game is play. Null, by the way. Yeah, Null 2022, because I guess there's more fucking games called Null. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't know. That's, 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 that's the least offensive thing of it. Yeah. <laughs> Any fucking game that's, that starts with like a character 
breaking the fourth wall so intensely and pretending like like they know that they're I fucking hate that shit so much dude because i'm like because you know what betrays the writers me? full of themselves but it's not even that like the, the writer maybe is full of themselves maybe not they may they might have people who really enjoy the games that's fine but what it betrays to me is a complete lack of faith in your story because what you're doing is like it's it's like it's hiding sincerity behind false irony in a way right it's like Oh, I'm like, because you maybe you want to tell a sincere story, but you end up doing this thing where it's like, look at these characters. It's a story, guys. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. And I fucking hate that shit so much. I'm like, be sincere in your art. Like, if you want to make something, even if it's not that great, like, just be sincere with it. That's all I'm asking, you know? Like, none of this. Ah, God, I hated it. Also, I'm sorry, but the. I, look, I'm not a person to harp on spelling that much. I teach English. I get it. It's tough, you know? It can be tough. But for the love of fucking God, dude, if you're going to make a visual novel, yee, you gotta, you're like, I don't know, man. Like, it's kind of important in these, you know what I mean? Like, I can, I can ignore spelling mistakes and shit. That's fine, whatever. But, like, when the grammar gets really fucked, that's when you're starting to be like, but I got to read this a lot. And the issue is that it stops your reading, right? Like, and, and again, that's why it bothers me. Like, typos, you can, you can skim through a typo, right? And it's like, whatever, man, it happens. Shit happens. People make typos. But grammar will like literally stop your reading because as you're going, it trips you up. And so then you can't go through it. And like the benefit of, no mm. of visual novels is the fluidity of reading it, right? The getting into this flow of reading what's going on, not this like, uh, wait, uh, anyway, this game, man, no good. No bueno. <laughs> and I, I don't know how far you got in, but I mean, not the far. I know. <laughs> so the, I, I tried to persevere. Where I noted out is obviously it's like, it's a killing game with an amnesiac protagonist and like yeah. a, a, a monokuma stand-in um, because everyone stole the idea from... Well, no, that's not fair, but Danganronpa popularized the idea and then everyone just tried to do their own version. Um, it also then becomes a time travel plot. And at the point that it's like, oh, we reset the loop every time we die, I was just like, mm, no, mm, too much, like, too many things. Can I slam into this one game? Yeah. yeah. I have all the ideas. Yeah. I'm going to use every single one right now. <laughs> it's like, oh God, <laughs> there's a reason these are used individually at max two at a time. <laughs> yeah, it was like, can I time travel back to before I installed this game? Yeah. Ooh, nice. Salty, but I <laughs> like it. <laughs> uh, what about you, Gene? What did you think about this one? So I, I swerved it because um, whatever I was doing that day, I didn't get to the, the itch stuff until later. And uh, which for me, like they would, normally be revealed around 5 p.m. my time. That's 1,700 of, uh, for you Europeans. And <laughs> if I did the math right. Um, Smart. And yeah. And so I had the whole evening the day before to, to play. Um, but for whatever reason, I was busy maybe doing something with the baby or maybe working on something else. And um, so I, I had time to see a bunch of other people's feedback about the sloppy writing, the typos, the fact that it took almost a couple hours to get through that the story itself was not that great. And I was just like, you know what? I think I'm going to do something else. So I did. <laughs> You're going to be nice to yourself and just no better this. Paolo, you played this, didn't you? Visual I didn't. Oh, I thought you said you did play this one. Never mind. Okay. I thought you said you played the one after. Um, well, I good didn't, but I think I'm grateful. I did not even touch this one. Yeah. Bullet well and truly dodged for sure. Yeah. 100%. Um, sometimes, I mean, I didn't even vote for this one when I, cause I saw it and I went, nah, 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 bro. HIO visual novels. 
I think not. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're hard to be good in the first. Like, they're diff. It's a difficult goddamn genre. Like, because you're writing a fucking novel. Um, good for so you just have to dig through all the shit to find them. Yeah, and I had a feeling we hadn't dug deep enough. So <laughs> <laughs> we were still in the shit a little bit. Maybe we were getting close, but not not close enough. Uh, anyway, sorry. Enough to uh, they made a game, so that's good for them. Um, let's keep going. <laughs> I don't know why I'm feeling really keep salty it. right now. Keep yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> let's see here let's oh, go to uh, a game i actually i i thought this game was kind of cool kuro 2022 as well because that just means black <sighs> in japanese i think yeah okay some are yeah, gonna dig it, it does. yeah kuro yeah there my japanese is uh coming in handy for once um and we'll never again so <laughs> it's like a ps1 style graphics um horror well, horror light i would say that's not that scary game. Yeah, it's creepy-ish. Yeah, I'm like it's more like creepypasta inspired, you know? Um and uh it's just kind of like you're you did. Um and uh you're a little ghosty and you're coming through this house to figure out what happened to something. Um and uh it's just kind of aesthetic and the story is you know, kind of silly, but um I thought it was fun and it looked nice and it was very short and that made me go, hey, not bad. Also, I played this after Null, so might have been a little. <laughs> but like, good act to follow. Yeah, right. I, I was like, "Oh shit, this is pretty good." Um, which that could have influenced my uh, higher view of this one, but I don't know, Rick. You, you gave a kind of a meh. I bounced off this one almost immediately. Like it, it's not necessarily my vibe at the best of times, but I I realized it was tank controls. I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to do this right now. And then never came back to it. Oh, th- um, and, and that's no comment on the game. That's just it doesn't necessarily, um, it doesn't necessarily cater to my taste. Just as an FYI, the tank controls don't really matter. Like you're you're never gonna have to be like outrunning something or like like dexterously moving around. Um, I think that was just an aesthetic choice because this is very much a walking sim. Like you're just going through and, and finding stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's kind that. of like um, it's kind of like Resident Evil One, without any zombies or enemies. It's just a matter of finding the right next item and going to the right place and interacting with that item to trigger the next bit of progress. And it did have some cool aesthetics. I mean, it uses what's um, it uses like this PSX render pipeline thing that will turn whatever you know polygons you send it into the kind of grainy wiggly textures that playstation was known for um, and it's a very very low poly blocky style on purpose um so it looks it looks pretty legit for the vision is trying to do but it is slow i mean your your character this little blocky person just moves very slow and they turn with tank style you know and it's fixed camera angle so you know gameplay wise it's not thrilling um, it's more yeah. do you do you resonate with the aesthetic and and with the the vibe and i thought it was decent it was competently put together and didn't have any bugs i could find um but it didn't it didn't wow me either you know i was kind of middle of the road on it i think that's a pretty fair take on it um again it's like it, your your miles going to your mileage will vary on this one uh if you're into these sort of playstation-y type games then you go to it's like remember that one last year that we played the um black crisis or 
that fucking one we played? Do you remember? God damn it. Deleted. Yeah, Black Irises. Black, Black, was it Black Iris? The Black Iris, was that it? Black Iris. Yeah, the Black was Iris. the science one where you had to like yeah. take the, yes, I do know what you're talking about. Actually, I, yeah, 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 I do. That's a much better version of this kind of game, but it's the same sort of vibes. Um, and it, it reminded me of that game a lot. Um, anyway, yeah, that's Kuro. Kuro. <laughs> uh, okay. It's fun. Um, oh, let's go to the one I suggested, which I think a lot of people probably didn't like, but I had a fucking blast with, and that's, um, that's Black Castle. So I'm going to get my, my couple cents out of this one first. I, I fucking loved this game. This game was dope. Uh, and you know why? Okay. I would love this game. <laughs> yes, I would. And do you know why though? It's Ghost and Goblins, the roguelike. Um, and that's why I saw a lot of people Ooh. disliking it and, I'm going to sound so pretentious here. I think a lot of people fundamentally didn't understand how this game works. And that's not their fault because nothing really explains how it's meant to function um, unless you have actually played the games that it's based on. Um, A lot of that is like the pickups and stuff. Like people were really confused about like, why are these like things here? Like, oh, some of these aren't as useful. And I'm like, yeah, this is not great game design um, necessarily. Uh, But because for instance, they have like the fireballs, they have like the daggers, they have like all these items that you'll pick up and go and use. Um, and uh, you do want to use save states for this, I would recommend in this day and age, um, which also like, that's like Ghost and Goblins. It's, it, it, it's Ghost and Goblins. This is what it is. It's Ghost and Goblins, the roguelike. You even look like King Arthur a bit. Um, and that's why I fucking loved it. I thought the bosses were fun. Um, I thought the controls were actually quite tight. I played it on a Game Boy, by the way. Um, so it was awesome on the Game Boy. And uh, kind of, I might go play it again, actually. <laughs> I, could, I had a really good time with it. Um, if you found it kind of baffling why some choices were made in this, um, I would, because I remember reading someone talking about this and I was like, all your points are totally valid. I just think that you should maybe try to play Ghost Goblins. But again, this is such a niche game. It's so niche. It is literally meant for a very small portion of people (laughs) to enjoy. And I just happened to be one of those. So if you didn't like this game, I totally get it. (laughs) Which, dude, I'm assuming, what did you think? (laughs) I liked it. I mean, like I said, I'm feeling more like gameplay games right now. And this is pretty much, you know, straight straight action platformer left to right. Um, I'm curious what you meant when you say roguelite, though. I mean, yeah, there's no continues or anything is that is that what you mean you you die you go back to the start yeah more like that like maybe not even rogue light it's more uh, arcade that's a better word for it it's it's an arcade yeah, just kind of game. arcade retro style platform design exactly, um yeah. i thought it was fun i abused the hell out of save states so i uh, i downloaded the the rom and played it in a retro arch with some you know some of my usual 2d uh filters and shaders to make it look a little bit more old school um but when I say I abused safe states, I mean I abused safe states. I tied safe states up in my basement. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> any any move, like any jump. Oh, successful jump! I didn't take damage. Quick F F four, you know F four and F five yeah, yeah. my, my little buttons. And it, like literally, I played it almost in stop motion. Just because <laughs> that's, that's efficient. Um, I, yeah, I mean, but I but I enjoyed it enough. You know, it was visually very samey i mean the name of the game is black castle so you're literally in this you know simple um castle castlevania-esque type environment the whole time 
Um, I would have liked an attempt at a little bit more diversity to the visuals because there was, you know, a handful of enemy types, four or five maybe. There was, I think, four bosses. And you're pretty much going left to right with really almost no verticality to the levels, except for you could do some Super Mario Brothers 1-style jumping up onto hidden platforms and run up yeah. on the top edge of the world, which was cool, like above the actual rendering of the screen. I like that. Um, which was... Which was a nice nod, yeah. But you know, I, th- I thought it was—I thought it was decent. I found one particular ranged weapon, or you only had one weapon. I found one particular weapon that I thought worked well because I think it had a little bit of an arc to the projectile, yeah. but it bounced. So I was like, "Ooh, this is the shit! I'm going to use this little bouncy arc weapon the whole time and just spam," and it kind of worked. Sometimes the game seemed to want to force me to have to pick up a different weapon, which would piss me off. But see, that's the Ghost and Goblins stuff where you gotta you yeah. have to like jump over it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, dude. But I know what you mean. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I figured it's just part of it. Like, okay, you've had your fun with the with the best weapon. Now you gotta, you know, deal with this dinky little axe for a little while, and then you, maybe you'll find another one again. Yeah, I um, I I I mostly just save stated at the start of levels, um, because I wanted to get that like hard again. I think I just have muscle memory from Ghosts and Goblins on the Game Boy as a kid. Because um, that game is pure bullshit. But uh, anyway, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it enough, though, even if you had to abuse the save states. I recommend anyone try it out like that to get your save states going and have a good time. But if you have a flash cart, play it on the Game Boy. Because it's really cool when you play it there. It, it feels like it's straight he, out of that era. Does that still let you use save like state? Alex. Like um, some multi-button shortcuts or something? on it's, our real hardware well on the real one um the game boy cart that i have um it's the it's the um oh god what is the everdrive, name of the official one everdrive yeah you can just press the back of the cartridge and it opens up a menu for save states oh, neat it's That's really cool. cool yeah there's a button on the actual car it's really really fun the, 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 oh, the it's little... just like a touch sensitive area on the cartridge no like it's literally so like you know the game boy color cartridges how they they're like see-through and they have like the little thing that the, that sticks out like the original game mm-hmm. boy had like the concave uh, and then this one's convex well that's actually a button that you can press and it clicks in really satisfyingly um and it's like quite easy to do because you just play and you just go like that and it'll open up the save and load state section um yeah super super dope because i think the button stuff would i don't think the game boy it just wouldn't work. <laughs> you just straight up gotta have the buttons. There's not enough buttons, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Game Boy games used all those buttons, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you got a few. Yeah, that's Black Castle. Anyone else play this one? I, I know you didn't get Rick and Paul. I'm guessing. Yeah, you didn't play this. All right. <laughs> no. But you did I'm, play. I'm that. Just I have something my... to say about this game. I do have something to say about the next game, which is nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. I'm rubbing off on you, and I'm very, very proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Matt, that's amazing. And um, about this game, uh, you're supposed to be like on a date with this kid. It is a dating sim. You're supposed to be in a date with this girl. And the thing is, is that in your in each round, you have to uh, try to unlock different um, menu options by gaining letters initially you have a few letters that you can use and if you don't have all of the letters that an option needs you cannot pick that option and i have to say it it, 
I, I guess the game uh, tried to be kind of cute, but it, it ended up being like kind of bullshit at the end. Because the, for the one option that really, really matters and that the protagonist wants to say that he wants to confess pretty much. You, I think you have, you need to have like all the letters. Yeah, that's the whole point. You have yeah. to get them all. <laughs> that's literally you the point. Yeah. 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 You have to get all of them to win. It, it's kind of stupid, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, like... I get the repetitiveness that comes with any scenes and visual novels, but I think they take it up a little bit too far with this one. The options, like the the dialogue was cute, but I don't think it made it up like enough. It ha or it has like much of a payout to make to make everything worth. It. Yeah. Hmm. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you're okay. Oh, sure. I was just gonna say I I didn't fully understand the concept of this one. Um, because of the fact that like it's called nothing to say and you had nothing to say but then every time you finish you just buy letters and then you realize that all you have to do is just buy all the letters so you start just like zooming through it until you go <laughs> like it's just I don't know I like I thought it was cute enough and because it's short it was fine but I was a little bit like oh this is just like an idea that became a game um, you know what I I don't know, Rick. What do and you in think? that way, it's a lot like Hot Pot Panic. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a cool, there's a cool nugget in there, um, but there's not really enough around it uh, to make it into a pearl. Um, this is another one that I played in the extravaganza, so I didn't replay it, um, but I do have really positive memories of this. I did like the aesthetic as well, like the varying shades of blue, and then the letters yeah. contrasted in red, if I remember correctly. I don't remember, but I think so. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, they, I've got fond memories of this one. It, it left a really positive impression on me. Um, and again, you know, same as Hot Pot Panic, it's easy to be like really critical and nitpicky, but this is like a, a five minute free thing that yeah. someone just made and put out into the world. And I think if you meet it at that level, like where it's at, there's absolutely fun to be had. Um, yeah. What did you think about this one, June? Pretty similar thoughts. I like the concept. I think. Um, in my opinion, the smallest tweak that would have made the biggest improvement would be to be a little bit less stingy on awarding you new letters um, as you got to kind of that that stuck point about three quarters of the way through the game. Because yeah. I don't know about how your playthroughs went, but but around that point, there was just no more options for me. And the, the game will give you one, you know, one credit basically to buy a new letter on a run where you don't um, unlock anything new. If you do unlock new dialogue, then you get like two to three to four letters sometimes. But I had maybe seven or eight runs that were just like one letter zooming through, like Alex said, and that wasn't fun. And then at the end, it's like, okay, yeah, they crafted they crafted some sentence that required all 26 letters to force you to, to buy them all. And that last little bit just kind of almost lost me. Yeah. So I think if they, had, if they had dialed that in a little bit, it probably would have flowed a bit better all throughout but again the, this was a 72 hour game uh, game jam game yeah you know it, it worked well for the most part it didn't have any bugs the aesthetic was nice um i feel like i'm nitpicking a bit given what it is so all in all i think it, it succeeded what it tried to do i think it could be a hmm. really fun um phone game where like you actually are like collecting letters over many dates you know like if it wasn't the same one every time I think that'd be kind of neat, like if he's trying to like figure it out until he, until this person gains the confidence to actually have a conversation with someone like that. To me, like like if you were to try to develop this into a larger game, I think that would be kind of fun. But yeah, 
um, as it stands, it is just kind of like, all right, let's get the letters. Let's go. <laughs> or some kind of possible fail state. Like you really can't lose this game. You just, you yeah. can run through as many times as it takes and then you win. It's like, okay, but Yay. <laughs> do I really feel like I have that much agency if, if I, if what I did didn't really matter, I just had to push a button until I got to the end, you know? Yeah. So that, it makes it have a little bit less impact, but you know, maybe that's the vision. We don't, we don't ever really know exactly what the dev is intending. So it's hard to kind of guess at that. Yeah. Legit. Legit. Um, any other thoughts on this one or should we move on to, uh, to, to some bacon? Let's definitely push on, but this is the last of the three games I haven't played. So, oh. uh, I will be here, but I will be silent for the next little. I think it might just be <laughs> Dune and I then. <laughs> I, uh, I really like cookies bakery. This is another game boy game again, game boy game. My only complaint with this game is that it's less of a game than I was kind of hoping it was going to be. Because um, you hear like Cookie's Bakery and you think like, oh, maybe it's a little baking game. And kind of, it's more like, like there's a town you can walk around, but you can't really do anything. You can just talk to some people and then you just go back to your bakery and people come in and ask for like, they they give you like clues to a type of cookie that they're looking for and you can check your recipe book. And so the game is really about like figuring out what kind of cookie they want and then collecting all of the recipes for uh, all the ingredients for it around your bakery, which is, it's fine. Like the clues were like really obvious um, to the point where I, I kind of hoped it would get like a little more challenging, but you know, it was cute. I I don't know. I, I can't rag on this game much. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I can't like praise it a bunch, but also it feels like, like it's good. It, it it does what it sets out to do and it's fun and it's, it's cute looking. Um, but there's not like that much to it, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. What, what did you think, dude? <laughs> nice. Um, very similar thoughts, you know, um, there was in your recipe book, there was about roughly eight recipes, I think for different types of cookies, like some butter cookies and some kind of like, um checkerboard cookies you know like very holiday-esque it had kind of like a holiday christmasy theme to it um so it was kind of timely and nice to play an itchmas that was that was fun but uh yeah the trying to figure out which recipe people were talking about was never a challenge it was kind of more challenging to um find where in your bakery each ingredient was and remember the ingredients from that bake then put them all together even that was it was more just like an issue of got to go open the recipe book check what you have remember what you have but you know it wasn't it wasn't really trying to make you work that hard i think the hardest part of the game was the little quiz at the end which um oh once you've done all the bake there's like a little winter winter festival with a quiz show about the cookies and it's it's quizzing you on little nuggets of trivia that that a character had said so a little bit of a deeper cut um i missed one question on it and i was like damn it uh i wish i had gotten that but, as well but i can't remember yeah um aesthetically i thought it was okay i didn't mind the game boyness of it what i did mind was that it used like a fade to white all the time and I'm very often playing games like on my laptop in bed. My wife's asleep, baby's asleep. I'm just like trying to be low profile, you know. And like these white flashes are just happening all the time, and just that that bothered me. And then um, another thing was the audio was very very low bit rate, like super crunchy. 
almost to the point of being painful sometimes. Just like really, really, really crunchy 8-bit kind of audio. Um, maybe I'm extra sensitive to that or something because I'm into music, but it just was not nice. So aesthetically, it, it worked except for when it was flashing bright lights at me and crunching my ears a little bit too hard. I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I had less of the visual and audio stuff because I played it on a Game Boy, so that wasn't so bad. But I, I yeah, I could feel that. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's true to its inspirations though. I mean, a, a lot of games use fade to black and fade to white as kind of a, a workaround for having to do a lot more animation. So I, I get it, you know, yeah. yep. especially on the game but, boy. Um, yeah. okay. Well then let's go to, uh, our last game, uh, which was the, the highest voted game. And that was resonance of the ocean. Um, first off, beautiful looking game. Um, super pretty yeah yeah. kind of a hand-drawn aesthetic yeah it ended up being like i i quite enjoyed it It, it's weird i like i'm like weirdly torn on this game because like i really did like it i thought it was really beautiful i just didn't really the story didn't really resonate with me (laughs) what story i know i was very very negative on this one it was more like poetry i think and so that to me i was like okay with because like and i'm also i think maybe a little like biased towards this growing up next to the ocean and stuff it gives me a little bit of that like that vibe so i think i was like a little um primed for this game um, but I did like the having to like, cause you get to go around and you basically have to like mimic sounds that you're hearing from across the ocean with like objects that you find on the beach. And I enjoyed that. I liked when it got more complex and I kind of wished it would get even more complex and like really make me try to like figure out what these sounds are. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I wish I could have, the only thing I wish is that they would have made me play the sounds myself because instead you just find them and they would just play out the right, the right like instrumentation and i was like oh let me do that that's game i want to play that game <laughs> um, and extra intensity would have absolutely elevated it yeah 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 right i was like why don't you let me do that um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then again i don't know maybe it would have turned into just too much of simon says but whatever that's that's a game <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i i by the sounds of it i think june was a, a reasonably big fan of this one as well i just wasn't like it's beautiful absolutely and the audio design is nice um it didn't really come together for me um it was like oh okay i've got to go to the beach and grab a couple of bits and put them together and um then it will ask me to do it again like it, it didn't really engage me i think that's probably the best way to say it. i didn't find it engaging at all um yeah it did just left me feeling really numb ultimately um what about you june what did you think of this one yeah um you know it's i put it in my top three but it's a very soft third you know i have dead estate classic and anger foot kind of equal and they're both like runny runny shooty shooty games so that's what my mood was but uh presence of the ocean yeah it had potential it was gorgeous i probably rated it as highly as i did for aesthetic reasons and just because I love sound and music as a as a gameplay concept in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it 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 lacked something. It lacked maybe some interactivity. It lacked really anything to do with the story. Like there was a kind of a broken down, abandoned shack 
on the island that you were on, and it hinted that there was going to be some some sad story of what had happened there. You know why uh, it, it was locked at the beginning of the game and it became unlocked. And just like okay, what there's going to be something cool and sad happening here or something, but nothing really happened. You know you don't know who your character was or what their motivations are. So it was more of just um, I think it is just a kind of an aesthetic game. It's not really yeah, too much deeper than that, perhaps. Um, so, you know, mainly on its marks in the aesthetics department, I, th I thought it was well executed and it, it really, it looks like art, you know, it looks like a painting, um, which none of the other games had. To be honest, a lot of the games, this itchmas didn't really tickle my fancy too hard. So this mm. being my third place, I kind of had to, I kind of had to look for, for one to put for third place. Um, but yeah, you know, pretty. Did I say it was pretty yet? <laughs> I thought it was nice. Nice looking game. Well, that's the thing, right? Like it was, it was beautiful. And that's kind of what got me about it, right? Like I was like, oh yeah, it's gorgeous. And I don't know. I think it's also the last one. So there might be a little bit of a, a little bit of a bias there, but that's kind of the point too, though, right? Like of all the games we played, this was the one where I was like, wow, this is like, this is something like there is some real artistry in this. Um, I wish the game sure. matched it a bit more, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And when you think that a lot of these are solo dev projects with, with only a couple exceptions, like I think dead estate and Angerfoot and Marie's room for the most part, this is one person's vision. And as someone who's dabbled in game development and plans to do more um, in the near future, you really, you really have your strengths and weaknesses Right. And if your strength is is art design and, and drawing, then you're going to lean hard into that. I think that's what happened here. Yeah. Um, and that's OK. You know, that's that's their statement. Mm. That's how it goes. Um, sick. Well, those were the 15 games of Itchmas. Um, <laughs> and they were very lovely. Last year, Dune, you had stats. I don't know. Do you have Itchmas stats this year? <laughs> I just seeing this on my notes from last year. Um, I have no recollection of these stats. What are these stats you speak of? I have no idea. But here, I'm going to add something in here as like a separate thing. Um, uh, I can I can tell you some bingo stats, perhaps. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we could do that a bit. <laughs> um, I was going to mention, because I started playing games that weren't on the list, I, I basically, I played Flies in a Jar. Um out of all the ones that I think I touched, that's the one that I remember playing. That was like also one that was recommended, um, but didn't make it into it. And that one is great. It is like a really weird, creepy, short horror game. Um, it's like a puzzle escape game sort of thing. And I really thought it was, it's, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of funny and it's pretty creepy actually. And you're, you're like a security, you're like monitoring these security screens and there are these flies that are in a jar and you have to make sure that they never escape the jar and everything goes from there. And, uh, I thought it was dope. So play that one. It's better than most of the games in Itchmas actually, I think, um, that's always kind of the thing. It's like, oh, you're you're kind of pining for what could have been because yeah. there's some games that just really jump out at you that you want to go back and play. But do you really want to go back and play them when they're a toss up compared to what you've already got on your humongous backlog, right? Exactly. So some of the, but you know what though, Itchmas comes around again, and we've had yeah we've had games that won this time that were nominees that didn't win either in um, Itchmas in July or last Christmas Itchmas. So you know. 
Exactly. Maybe it'll get another chance. You never know. It could come right back. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I've got a few quick bingo stats. Nice. Um, which was, you know, it was kind of a little side game within the game. So we had four players, myself, um, Eric T-Bar, Seaver, and Cockroach says, who TF is Matt, who has been on the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I felt a little dirty because I ended up winning, and I was the one that came up with the bingo game, so it's like, hey, hey I win my own game. But, uh, <laughs> um, although I, I won only in terms of getting the most possible bingos. So we did a four by four square card. So 10 was the maximum possible number of bingos you could get. Um, and because we started getting bingos so fast, uh, Eric T-Bar was the first to, to bingo on day two. Wow. Um, so that tells you how spot on a lot of these um, squares were. Um, I bingoed next, then Seaver, and then Cock actually he deserves like a special prize for getting the most possible um, squares filled without getting a bingo on in any direction. He had like 75% of his board of his card filled out, but no bingos. Um, so yeah, so that was fun. It was kind of fun to be, be, be silly about that. I think we can maybe expand that next year. If I remember correctly, I got the idea for that, like the day, the day um, voting ended or the day before or something, it was really last minute kind of kind of thing. I think with a little bit more time for people to think about it, um, we could have that be fun. And maybe rethink the rules a little bit because I don't know if it worked so well having so many bingos. Like maybe we should expand to five by five or something. I don't yeah. know. Got some time to think about it. I think what would be neat is making people make their bingo cards before the, the nominations even start. Like, do a bingo card in November or something. That's a good idea. Right? Yeah. Because then they really have to... Because, like, you can't really fix it, right? Because you can put three games that maybe match your bingo in, but people still have to vote on those, right? To, like, get it uh, get it good. Um, yeah. It might influence people's you... voting, but I doubt it. I don't know. <laughs> I'd say it influenced my voting a hair. I, like, I, was, I had some categories about, like like um anime characters on the on the cover art are you know just silly stuff like that so i definitely voted for some that i didn't want to play that just would have given me a bingo but um <laughs> hey did you did you say the results of the voting for like people's favorite of the yes, games I that did. we played and that's actually oh. uh that's actually the next part so oh. let's uh, let's see here cuz we're going to talk about our um our favorites and also the audience's favorites. So why don't I first just, uh, we'll do the audience favorites first, actually. Um, so we do this every year. It's like ranked choice voting. This time I just did like the number one, but I have basically the top three here. Um, Residents of the ocean, like took it hard. Like it, it, it is first place by a mile, um, which I think is really impressive. So it went basically residents of the ocean. Then you had two rectangles. Hot Pock Panic yep. came in third. Then it was Mary's Room. Well, basically, okay, so first and second place were, like, very clear. Residents of the Ocean, two triangles. And then basically third place is, like, a five-way tie between Hot Pock Panic, Mary's Room, Angerfoot, the year after, and we become what we behold. Which, to me, kind of makes sense. Like, these, those five games, I'm like, yeah, those are, like, I don't know. It, it, it just kind of makes sense to me that those would be the ones that kind of pop out there. Um, and then like appeal to some different styles there like that i think that's kind of like the good game tier you know yeah good good but not like super impactful game tier or not uh, as appealing to everybody that played you know exactly exactly 
Um, so yeah, I thought that was pretty uh, pretty interesting. Resins of the Ocean kind of came out like very high on top. Could have again been influenced by the fact that it was the final game to be released. It might have been really like sharp in people's minds, but I also think it was a very good game. It, impressive, like two rectangles was the, the second game released, and it clearly left a, a, an impact on people. Hmm. I think it's probably worth echoing what June said because I actually think I agree. Uh, across the fifteen games, not the strongest lineup we could have had in terms of overall quality. And I think when you look at a, a game like two two rectangles, um, feels weird that that's what we're calling it, but there we are. Like it's a good game. It's not a great game, and I think in a stronger year, it probably doesn't get anywhere near the top three. Um, but there are a lot of games that had very particular flaws, um, or were mediocre, or were null. Um, and as such, there was more space for it to sort of creep into that that podium place. And I think what's interesting about this year, it's like last year, I think there were stronger quality games, but they were also longer games. And so like this year, I think one of the strengths of this year is that the games weren't necessarily as good. I don't think I still remember a lot of the games that we played last year, but sure as shit was a lot quicker to get through and I didn't mind that one bit. <laughs> I was like, this is a busy month. I was totally <laughs> fine with that. I'm like, I'll yeah. take slightly reduced quality for quick any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's December for sure. And then game of the month, like traditional game of the month is uh, was Persona 5 Royals, <laughs> yeah. which is not a short game. In fact, it's probably one oh. of the longest games ever. God, I still need to play it. I'm about 15 hours through. I've been poking at it since beginning of December very slowly. So you're just uh, at the tutorial, right? I don't know. I'm sure they're still going to be introducing things. I'm in the second dungeon, I'll say, the second month. The first dungeon is basically a tutorial dungeon. um... Well, not the intro sequence dungeon. I'm in the second proper dungeon. There's intro sequence, and then there's real game. Right. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, We're getting off to that later. I, I played like eight hours in and didn't get out to what I thought was the first dungeon. Anyway, uh, uh, that's besides the point. <laughs> um, well, why don't we talk about ours too, as we as we're discussing in the poll there? I mean, I don't think it's super surprising. Like, person, I'm not going to go into crazy depth with this, but like, my list is like, I guess, and this would be in the order for me. Angerfoot number one for sure. I thought that was dope. <laughs> Black Castle is my number two because it was nostalgia hit perfect. And then I, I had Residence of the Ocean as my number three. That was kind of my my little charting there. I'm very much gameplay first, clearly, <laughs> except for Residence of the Ocean. It kind of snuck in there. <laughs> it got nowhere near it for me. I uh, I also led with Anger Foot. I think that, that's got such potential and that's shone through in the slice that's available on it. Um, we Become What We Behold was second for me. I think absolutely still um, stands up. And then uh, Two Rectangles um filling the podium at third place nice so for me it Fair. was such a difficult decision to know which know. three games what game it's hard to whittle down from four <laughs> yeah <laughs> well so for me first place was cut what funny not that it has a lot of competition uh two rectangles and nothing to say nice mm. all great games and dune what about you yeah, for me, I think first is kind of a tie between um, Dead Estate Classic and Angerfoot, although I did technically retire Angerfoot while I beat Dead Estate Classic, which is an indication is not an indication of the quality, but I'll just say those are tied for first. I put Residence of the Ocean as my third. It's a distant third, and honestly, as we talk about it more, I think Two Rectangles is pretty much neck and neck with it for me, so you could interchange 
either of those. And from there, what I what I thought were better kind of dropped off pretty hard after that. Yeah, I think maybe the year after would tie with Residents of the Ocean for me, actually. It's just because I played it last year that like it's not so fresh in my mind. I think I probably should have just come back onto it and tried it out. But I know it's funny. I was I felt stronger about Residents of the Ocean until we started talking about it. And then I'm like, uh, maybe I didn't feel that good about it. And then it won the freaking poll. That's why I, I was kind of shocked when it won. I was like, really? Okay. Um, you know, you, you reminded me of a conversation we had during the, the first um, time I came on as a guest. We were talking about, you know, our preferences in games. And it was just that whole, like, do graphics really matter? Does sound really matter? And, I mean, obviously we all like gameplay. And you were just saying how you're really big into gameplay-heavy games um, with these preferences. But you also said, well... The graphics and the sound are the shit I got to look at and listen to. So, I mean, yeah, they matter. Yeah, right? <laughs> and it's... Risen to the Ocean is, is proof of that. Out. You know? Yeah. And I know. And, like, even if the gameplay wasn't so strong, I was like, it's fucking pretty. It feels good and it sounds nice. You know what I Yeah, it, it does kind of hit that. Yeah. It, it's funny, right? Because, yeah, I don't know. But it does make me... God, I, anyway, I was just thinking about last year, too. It, it, it can be... This can be hit and miss, but it's always so much fun just to get to play all these games. Cause it feels like the, the reason I think I like Itchmas is that I would never fucking play any of these games. I don't know if, like, like, no, I mean, I, I would probably play Angerfoot and Detestate cause that's like, like we talked about there a little bit more, like, I don't want to say a real game or not a real game, but they, they have been expanded and were developed by a team as a product for sale, you know? So it has that amount of scope and polish, but yeah, most of the fun of it, at least for me is, um, the discussion and the debate and seeing everyone's different opinions and just kind of all having a game experience together. And they're all little bite-sized ones for the most part. And the barrier of entry is really, really low because, um, you know, they're free. They're pretty low spec for the most part. A lot of them run on a browser. So they're just like, it's just so much more inclusive than a typical game of the month. Um, so you just get all these different little experiences. And even when they're bad, it's just so fun to beat up on them, you know? <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> but not too hard because a lot of them are, you know, solo dev game jam type things. So you got to, we're respectful with our beating up, but yes, still. Exactly. Um, and I mean, that's the reality too. It's like, you know, it's a free game, right? So it's like, at the end of the day, I'm not like, oh God, how could you waste my time? Because like, whatever, I could just, I just, I nope out the minute I don't like it. So it's not that big of a deal, but it does. I think this also really does show, and it's the same with game of the month sometimes, but even more with itch I think just the complete variety of interests and, and likes that are like the community has um, in terms of games and, and the way they play. Right. Like I think on the pod, we kind of, we understand very much what we're into. Um, and so seeing what ends up getting picked every year, it really is like, I'm like, what game's going to be next? Cause I don't fucking know. Like there's such a mixture of, um, yeah, yeah. Of, of just, what was the preferences? That's it. <laughs> I was surprised quite a bit because there were several games that, um, based on last year, I thought would get voted. Like we had a bunch of horror games in the mix for nominees that didn't make it through. And some of them looked pretty good. Um, and we had a ton of horror games last year, so I thought, oh, yeah, we're, we're clearly going to have at least a few of those. But aside from Kuro, I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. You know, so there was definitely some surprises to be had, uh, which, like you said, is part of the fun. Yeah. It also probably doesn't help that I think this was, I don't know, for me personally, it was a way busier year than the year before. So I had a little less time to kind of be involved as it was happening. But uh, 
that's the nature of the game, right? Sometimes you've got lots of time. Other times you're like, I got nothing. <laughs> um, it's true. Yeah. Well, okay. I think that's, I think that's it. We went through it all. We did pretty darn good there. Um, thank mm. you again for coming on and joining us, dude. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, hopefully we will we'll do many more intimacies to come. <laughs> I hope so. You know, it, my, um, I was a little worried just because being a, a recently new ish dad and just all the stuff happening, I wasn't sure if I'd be able to find the time to, to participate again this year, but I'm really happy I did. And I think it's, it's a nice little thing that the community has, um, has embraced. So yeah. it's going to be a fun one next year too. And and we do a little mini one in July as well for Richmond in July. So we've got that coming up in six months or so. There you go. I'm going to try to, I'm um, hopefully I can do, it. I didn't get to do it this year, but July is just crazy town. But You're just a busy person. Sounds I am like, dude. Mr. I got Rock. a lot of jobs <laughs> 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 that all converge on each other very often. Um, yeah. But that tree, no time to take it down so much. That's just how packed the schedule is. That's legit, dude. There you go. So much teaching. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's it for uh, this week. Um, next week, we have another special episode with a guest who's been on many a time as well. Um, stay tuned for that. I, well, I, I guess you can just tell them what we're going to do. We're going to do a Fantasy Critic uh, League wrap-up um, for 2022. Uh, Rick did so well in the Fantasy Critic League, and he's going to tell us about Listen. his winning strategy. <laughs> My winning for coming in dead last. <laughs> everyone else by making myself the scapegoat. Are you? What I've really done is a community service. This year just I don't think you're even in this year, right? You, uh, I, I probably missed the window by now. So no, you did. No. Yeah, you're not in 2023. So, oh, oh well, I, I'm sure I'll be involved. <laughs> yeah, because hold on, what did you get for? Yeah, you were at minus ten last year. Anyway, let's yeah. talk about that next yeah. year. <laughs> Rick just had a light. That's all. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, enough for this. Toodaloo, folks. Take it easy. See ya. Bye.